Welcome to the Trade Thrive Podcast. This is Tanner, and we're going to talk business, sales, marketing, and everything in between. Welcome to the Trade Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner, and today we are going to talk about Home Advisor and kind of just uh, continuing our conversation from the last episode where we kind of broke down the barriers as to why Home Advisor works. And if you haven't listened to that, I suggest you go back to that because that's kind of our foundation of what I'm going to be talking about and teaching today. Uh, and I really kind of want to help you understand that, number one, I am in no way affiliated with Home Advisor other than a paying customer just like you if you decide to use them. This is just you understanding what my process looks like on how I'm able to capitalize on this service. Now, hey, look, if there's a new service that comes up and it's way better, I'm jumping ship and I'm going to that. But right now, at this moment, this is what is working for us. So I want to talk to you real quick about sales and really helping you understand the principles behind sales. In order to make this thing work, we have to understand what it is that we're actually getting. And I think if you go into HomeAdvisor with the right approach, you won't be disappointed because everyone gets disappointed with bad leads. It doesn't matter what industry you're in and you're going to get them. And by bad lead, I mean somebody that is not interested in your product or service, but submits a request for your product or service that you have to pay for. That's a bad lead. And, you know, we get them. I get people that tell me they didn't mean to hit the button. Oh, I was just looking for a price virtually. Uh, you know, that they thought maybe that they pressed the button and put in their address, a calculator would shoot a price out to them. Um, uh, saying that, you know, oh, well, we don't live here anymore. Or, or just whatever it is that's just like, uh, yeah, you know, and we can't decipher whether or not they're lying or whether or not, you know, they're telling the truth. And, you know, on the other side of the phone, we're like, well, we just paid for this lead. Hello. And then we get mad at Home Advisor. So that is just representative, you know, of a small portion of the people that we actually get contact information from. And I don't let that skew my opinion or stop me from reinvesting just because of that small amount of people that are truly bad leads. Let's talk about a good lead. A good lead is somebody that is interested in your product or service. That is it. That's all Home Advisor owes you. And there's a pause there for a reason. That is all Home Advisor owes you is someone who is interested in your product or service, not somebody who's guaranteed to buy, not someone that is 100% committed, uh, not someone that is, you know, has been planning about this and budgeting. This is somebody that is interested. So for me, it'd be someone who's interested in having their house painted and they find HomeAdvisor and they say, you know what, it might be a good idea to get our house painted. You know, let's see what HomeAdvisor does. And then they could get scared when people start calling them or they can second guess things. Have you ever second guessed a buying decision when you're scrolling through Facebook and you get, you know, an ad that pops up and you click it and you're like, you know, and you go through it and maybe you put in your information you're like, oh my gosh, I really don't even want to deal with this right now. Or maybe something came up. So we have to recognize that that's all Home Advisor owes us. And then from there, everyone approaches this differently. Some people are like motivated to get the service done. Let's get these estimates going. Some people are like, okay, I'm interested. I put that request out there. I'm going to revisit this next week, next month, next year, whatever. Um, so it's your job to nurture these leads. And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about what my strategy has been. Maybe you've been following me where... Uh, you've seen something I've posted or seen something that I've uh, recorded where I uh, showed how much I actually spend on HomeAdvisor. And I think 
last year we uh, we were a little above sixty thousand dollars in ad spend, um, and you're probably thinking like, "Wow, that's crazy." Well, that only represents about five percent of our revenue. So if you would if you had to spend sixty thousand dollars to uh, you know achieve the numbers that we've hit, you know it'd be a no brainer for you too. So this is about reinvesting. This is about understanding, and most importantly, it's about having a process for how you go about leads like this. So in order to understand how this works, the first thing you need to do is understand that number one, there's a few types of different leads. You have cold leads, warm leads, and hot leads. Cold leads are people that don't know that you are coming. So essentially, if you went and knocked on someone's door and said, hi, my name's Tanner. Um, Just wanted to know if you were interested in having your house painted. A cold lead is someone that you have to convert interest. So in other words, like you have to convince them that, uh, you know, they need your product or service. A warm lead is somebody who is interested in your product or service. That's what we get with HomeAdvisor. We get people that are interested. A hot lead is somebody who's ready to buy. So you you might get a couple hot leads, but majority of the people you're going to get are warm leads. And by ready to buy, that means they walked into your door and are ready to hand you money. Now with our industry, you know, that, that doesn't really happen. Um, but I don't want there to be, you know, this like super fine line, you know I mean? You could get some hot leads, people that are just ready to go. That might say, you know what, we looked at your reviews, we're ready to buy. So that happens. But majority of the people that you're going to have to do is they have interest and you have to convert them to a hot lead. You have to convert them to somebody that wants to buy. But it's all about your approach. If you want to master home advisor, if you want to master any paid lead service, you need to have a system on how you nurture these leads. And I want to tell you a quick story about how I learned about leads and how I how I built this muscle to kind of just be numb to rejection. Because when I get leads, I make phone calls like you wouldn't believe. And it all started back when I used to sell life insurance. Now, if any of you have ever sold insurance, you know that nothing's guaranteed and you have to hustle. And one thing that I was thankful for is that my uh, health insurance agency did send out these, uh, I think it was like these cars that people filled out requesting information on changes in Medicare. And we were health insurance agents too, um, but it still was like a lead. They didn't know that we were also going to try to sell them life insurance. We'd give them the information they requested, but we were also going to be trying to sell them life insurance and other products. What this was is just someone who's interested in something that we offer. And what would happen is, is that, you know, Monday morning, I'd look at my schedule and there'd be nothing on it, you know, and it was up to me to fill that schedule or else I wouldn't make any money, right? You know, there wasn't such thing as a salary. There wasn't such thing as hourly. This is sales. And any of you who have been in sales, you have to recognize that that is sometimes the reality is that you might not make any money. And that's kind of scary. So it motivated me. And I was very, you know, I was living paycheck to paycheck at that time. So for me, like, you know, it was like fight or flight, you know. So I had to get over rejection really fast. And what they would do is they'd give me a stack of these leads. They could have been leads that are a year old, okay? People don't even remember filling this thing out, okay? I'm talking about a stack of 50 people that have no clue that they filled this out. A lot of these are senior citizens. A lot of these, you know, people fill it out, mail it back, done, and Maybe they're like, man, I've never heard back from that thing that I filled out. Well, guess what? It actually turned out to be, uh, you know, um, me calling after so long. And I would call and call and call and call. And I would get all sorts of rejection. I really would. I mean, it'd be like, you know, how'd you get my number? Oh, I didn't request that. And it started with my approach. Because when I first started, I'd be like, um, hi, Mrs. Jones, like super 
uh, I would say I, I lacked confidence when I made these calls. And, you know, people are smart and they know when, you know, they're being solicited. So they kind of just picked up on the fact that I wasn't confident in my approach. And I'd be like, hi, may I speak with, you know, Mrs. Jones? And it, it sounded so robotic. Um, and I'd be like, oh, um, hello, my name is Tanner. And um, I'm calling because, you know, you filled out this form requesting information on Medicare. And it was just like so robotic. And looking back, man, I'm thinking, geez, you know, I understand why people didn't uh, didn't press forward with me. And then I kind of started picking up on it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got it now. I have to guide people. And it wasn't a matter of manipulation, but it was the fact that I did have a request from them. They did request the service. That's that's number one. They, they were interested. So I'm not convincing someone to do something that they weren't interested in, in the first place. So I felt okay with that. The second part of it is I can't go in there as if I'm not like a professional. So I changed my approach. The first thing I did was when I called, I immediately asked, I immediately said their name as if I was their friend. I'd say, Hey, Miss Jones. And it would leave this like open air for them to say yes. You know, and it's so funny because if you've ever done that, you know what I'm talking about. People, people say yes. And you want to get that, that first yes out of the way. Right. Um, and it's, it, it eliminates the skepticism. So imagine if someone calls you and says, Hey, John, and just kind of left it open like that. Yes. Like, hello. Like, you know, it's just out of the normal and you have to come across with that confidence. So I did that. And from there, I was able to kind of just um, squeeze my way into uh, a conversation. I'd say, hey, I just want to let you know we did receive uh, your request to receive some some information on Medicare. (laughs) Just like that. And then it turned into, hey, you know, and I'm just like facilitating this. You know, hey, I know know it's been a while. I just want to let you know we did receive it. We just had so many requests. We're, We're finally on your file right now, right? So I'm doing you a service. And I just wanted to know if you had... Thursday available for me to come by and go over these changes with you. Direct. Okay. This is the most powerful sales advice you're going to get today if you're listening because it works. And my approach was so different. Think about how powerful that is, right? So, Mrs. Jones, and you leave that open. And then, yes, you know, and I'd say, you know, hey, hey, we did receive that request you put in. So, I'm validating the request. I'm, I'm giving them, um, I'm validating my reason for calling. So, you know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm doing a service that they requested. And then what I'm doing is I'm directly shooting out a date, you know, right then and there. Hey, I just want to know if Thursday worked okay for you. So instead of saying, well, do you mind if I come out this weekend or this week to go over the changes in Medicare and you just leave it. If you, if you make people think too much, they're going to say no. And a confused buyer always says no. So they're going to be like, well, um, I don't even remember filling that out. So I just learned that I had to be direct. And then I took this same approach to car sales because they did the same thing. We had a stack of leads. Again, I look at my schedule. I look at my sales for the month. I'm like, man, I got to kick it in the gear. I got to get appointments. And instead of saying, you know, hi, Mr. Jones, this is Tanner from Toyota. Um, You know, it's like, hey, Mr. Jones, just want to let you know this is Tanner from Toyota. I'm reaching out to you because we are looking at your file here. And it looks like, uh, you know, you came in for service not too long ago and, um, you know, we're seeing that you have X amount of payments left on the vehicle. Just want to let you know that we do have a program right now. It's called the Amnesty Program. And what that's going to do for you, sir, is it's going to allow you to trade up two model years uh, in the same vehicle and you're going to be able to keep the same payment. That's something that we're able to offer you. I was hoping to see if maybe you had Wednesday available to come in and discuss this and maybe even take a test drive. 
So that approach transitioned there. So now I want to talk about Home Advisor. Okay. So when it got to Home Advisor, I already knew the game plan, right? I came in with this mentality is like, oh my gosh, this is so much different <laughs> because I'm getting these leads of people that are genuinely interested in this service at the time that they're interested. That's the big difference, right? So with my life insurance leads, I get a stack of leads and I don't know when they requested it, right? Um, and the same thing with the car the car leads is that, again, they, they could have had that service months ago and I'm getting that file from the service department um, you know, that tells us their vehicle information and all that stuff and, and all that. But with Home Advisor, I'm getting the lead at the exact time that they're putting in the request. And that is why it's so powerful. So again, I want to hit on what I'm doing. The first thing I'm doing is as soon as that lead comes in, I'm talking within five minutes, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling that lead. And I'm calling that lead as someone who is facilitating a service. Hey, Miss Jones, opening it up with their name, getting them to say yes. And then from there, it's Tanner with Premium Painting. I just got your request on Home Advisor. I want to say thank you for requesting us to come out and give you a painting estimate. Uh, just wanted to touch base, ask you a little bit about the project. So from there, you know, they'll say, oh, well, you know, I want this, 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 and this. Great. I have Wednesday available. Does that work out okay for you? And I'm like, oh, no, I have dogs. Okay, I have Friday available. Does that work out okay for you? And I'm just shooting out dates. And what I'm doing is my only goal there is to set the appointment, you know? And they'll ask, oh, well, what kind of prep work do you do? Oh, we're going to cover all that during the estimate. Oh, well, what kind of paint? Oh, again, you know, we, we use Sherwin-Williams, but we will cover in detail, you know, everything in the estimate. We kind of just want to get a feel for your project, see it in person and all that stuff. And um, my ratio to estimates uh, for estimates is insane because I'm not coming in like I'm not a professional, you know, and I know that there's a lot of you out there who may be approaching it, uh, kind of timidly. And I'm, I'm, I'm advocating to you to stop doing that. And I want you to start advocating with confidence, how, how to facilitate the service that they requested. Think of it as if you work for Home Advisor, because that's the thought of a lot of people is that, you know, you, you work for Home Advisor in a way, like you're a partner with them. So it's like, oh, okay, I can trust this company. Okay, they're coming out. They're going to do this, 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 and this. Great. You know, and the thing is, you need to call fast because you're going to get people in that moment, in that emotional moment where they made that decision to request and hit that submit button. They hit the button. That's huge. They hit the submit button. Okay. They submitted that they want to get quotes. Now, you need to be the one to call them immediately so you can get on that list. Now, let's say you wait a day. Well, there could have been three other contractors that called, and now they're recognizing unknown numbers on their phone, and they're just hitting ignore because they don't want to deal with you. You know, they already got three estimates. How many estimates do people really want to go through? Okay, so that's the first part is, is the phone call and how you approach the estimate. Don't ask, and I'm not going to say tell, but just have confidence when you approach the estimate conversation and when you make that initial call. The second part of this is persistence, okay? You might not get them on the first call. You might not get them on the second call, the third call, the fourth call, the fifth call, the sixth call, the seventh call, eighth call, ninth call, or tenth call. I'm telling you, this is how it works. But on the eleventh call, you might get them. And you have to have that persistence. And that is something that I developed in life insurance sales, car sales. What do you think? As soon as I called someone and it went to voicemail, which about 90% of them did, I just threw away the lead. No, I recycled them and called again the next time I sat down and called again the next time. And there's no better feeling. And it's only going to take you one time to go through uh, making phone calls to a lead for them to finally answer. And then for you to be like, oh, okay, this is how this works. I got it. 
Okay, so that's another thing is persistence. Now, I want to talk to you about the other side of this. Now, a lot of you who follow me, I have a bunch of you that signed up for Trade Thrive Automations. And I want to, I want to tell you how I started this, why I started this, and how important it's going to be for you to truly be successful. The first part of this is, is that we know that people enjoy texting and emailing way more than they do answering and talking on the phone. It's just the way things have changed. So what my automations do is I'm able to integrate Home Advisor with the CRM and what the automations do is they send out an email and a text message within seconds. So as soon as that Home Advisor lead comes in, boom, we send out an automation that shoots into uh, my CRM, triggers the email, sends out to them, and it sends out a text message. In that email and in that text message, there's a button for them to click or a link. And in that link, what it's going to do, it's going to send them to our uh, scheduling page. And our scheduling page has the available dates and times for us to schedule an estimate. So there's times where I'm going to get a lead at 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night. And who wants to call at 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night? Sometimes on the weekend. And you know you don't. It's not really professional. Um, so What's great about it is I have people that book themselves at that hour immediately. So imagine pressing the button and then boom, premium painting shows up on my phone. Wow. First thing you're thinking of is that company is efficient. Second thing you're thinking of is, wow, that is awesome because I don't have to talk to anybody. Um, then it has a link to their reviews and, and you can do all sorts of things. So that's what automations are. But the cool thing about it is, is that if they don't book on the first time, Another email goes out the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day, and the next day. So not only is my emails dripping in every day saying, hey, you know, we got your request. Are you interested in getting that painting estimate? You can use click the button below. Not only is that happening, but I'm still making phone calls as well, knowing that I'm still getting them in some area, which is either that email or that text message. So that has been the strategic game changer, and I set that up for other contractors. That is what trade thrive marketing is is that we give you the crm we give you all the emails we customize it to your business and then we bridge everything together and make everything work where all you have to do is literally uh you know input your contacts move them from stage to stage everything just works so that is what that is but that's been a huge advantage for me because i used to and this is why i started this is because i used to copy and paste emails from my note app in my iphone i would literally write emails and just copy and paste them change the name and, you know, just copy and paste. I'm like, oh, dude, there's got to be a better way, you know, and I created this, which has been huge. And everyone who's been a part of it, and if you're listening to this, maybe you can write up a little review in the podcast or something. I don't know. But um, I, I don't do a good job of asking for reviews. I, I really don't. I just know that it works. And, um, you know, if you're using it, you know the benefit. It's just it's awesome. Like you can't beat it because it's just communicating with your leads for you automatically. And people are booking estimates automatically without you making a phone call. So it's doing the job of an admin uh, for like not even a hundredth of a percentage of the cost. It's, it's insane. So anyway, um, getting, getting to the end of this is that, you know, have a strong closing process in terms of getting the estimate. That is your goal. Whenever you get a lead, the estimate's number one. Number two is making sure you have some sort of system, right? You want to be able to keep this information somewhere. And not only did the automations help that, but I have everyone's information. So if someone doesn't buy from me or I can't ever get a hold of them, I can always send them a campaign email in the future. I paid for their information. I'm going to use that information one way or another. So it's it gives me confidence. It definitely makes it um, that much more organized in my business to have all that information in one central location. Last part of this 
is make sure you are tracking your results. That is the last part, and this is where I'm going to close, is that tracking your results is going to help you reinvest. And, you know, I always use this. I think I talked about it in the last episode. If you have $1,000 and you spend $800 on leads that don't convert, then let's say you have $200 that you got two leads from and they convert to buyers and those buyers turn into, let's say, $10,000 worth of work, okay? $10,000, let's say you net profit five grand on it, okay? Subtract the 1000 you have 4000 left. Reinvest it, okay? Because... What that's going to do is it's just going to give you more opportunity to obviously multiply your initial investment. You know, you need to track your numbers. You need to be able to justify. And that's a very, very, you know, off example. Two out of 10, I definitely, you know, I I believe in whoever is listening to this enough to know that you're not going to hit two out of 10. Uh, But my suggestion is, is to know your costs, know your margins, but most importantly, um, reinvest confidently. And the way you do that is knowing, okay, this worked last time. I'm going to do this again and I'm going to get more business from it. I hope this helped. I hope this cleared some air about, you know, what the approach should be with home advisor or with any paid leads in general. Um, again, you are paying for someone who's interested in your service and it's your job to convert that person to a buyer. Um, and anything less than a, a supreme effort in doing so is going to leave you disappointed. So this is the trade thrive podcast. Always a pleasure jumping on here, giving information, advice, and encouraging you to try new things. Don't be afraid to invest. Um, and you know, always look for a system or a strategy to set yourself apart from the competition. If you haven't already done so, if you're a painting contractor, I suggest you head over to sellpaintjobs.com. It's a free calculator. It's going to help you use cost-based pricing to easily, accurately, and efficiently quote your jobs. It's free. I made it. It's free. It's awesome. I use it for every estimate. You're going to love it. Okay. That's my gift to you. Thank you for listening. I'll see you guys on the next episode of the Trade Thrive Podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Trade Thrive Podcast. My name is Tanner. And if you haven't done so already, head over to tradethrive.com. Take a look at some of our contractor courses designed to help take your business to the next level. Till next time, this is the Trade Thrive Podcast.